line a long time ago, galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Dooku Captured. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first episode of 2009. Uh, welcome back, everyone, from their their holidays, uh, whatever your holidays were. I hope that everybody enjoyed the the Christmas special. I got a lot of positive response from it. Um Although I did get one comment on, on the website that it was a Chahizahi, uh, which I take as cheesy. Um, which, yes, I'll agree, it was definitely cheesy. That was the point. So I'm going to take it as a compliment, uh, whether they meant it that way or not. Um, lots of new listeners over the holidays, over the last little bit, even though I haven't been doing new episodes and uh and and a big change um i actually changed over all of the hosting for the site uh not for the site but for the the podcast themselves so uh hopefully everybody's got that sorted out and there shouldn't be too much technical difficulty should be nice and smooth uh no interruption to new podcasts being uploaded but uh well i guess you're not really listening to this if if you're having issues but uh, but if if you know anybody who is having issues, tell them to go to the website and I post a little uh, instructional there uh, as my last post on the website, so you can figure out how to uh, how to delete that your old feed and and resubscribe if you're having issues. But for the most part, everybody should be fine. Um, and with that, I uh, I'll also announce a few other changes. Um, I'm actually changing uh, the format of the show a little bit, uh, just switching stuff around, not really uh, getting rid of anything, but just just sort of reorganizing the order of, of, uh, of the segments. Um, so to begin, we're going to go straight into the news. And we've got a little bit of news that, uh, that our Canadian listeners are going to be pretty excited about. And that is that Clone Wars will be returning to CTV on February 8th and to space on February 13th. Um, that's the space channel, not space itself, because um, uh, obviously it already can, or is, is in space um, on Cartoon Network, I guess. Anyways, that was a bad joke. Um, yeah, so for for those of us in Canada, it, it'll be it'll be airing once again on CTV, uh, and beginning with Cloak of Darkness, which uh, so that we got on CTV, I actually didn't even know was um, was Bombad Jedi, because I actually I have a friend who who TiVo's the Clone Wars for me uh, in HD, and then he he sends it over to me, and he has Cartoon Network, so. Um, so I I, uh, I stay pretty up to date and I don't don't actually watch it on CTV. Well, that's not true. I watch it on CTV. It's just not the first time that I watch it. So um, 
with that, uh, hopefully everybody can get caught up. Hopefully eventually it'll sync itself back up because now I know us Canadian viewers um, who aren't fortunate enough to have, have connections will, uh, will actually be a few months behind, which is unfortunate considering Cloak of Darkness was an awesome episode as was Layer of Grievous. Uh, Layer of Grievous being my favorite episode probably not the best episode of the series yet but my favorite episode for sure so a good one um, it's unfortunate that they haven't seen it yet uh, I, I got uh, actually on the forums on our new forums that are, are uh, thankfully being hosted by by uh, Geek Out Loud the official podcast of geekoutonline.com uh, big thanks to, to Big Honk and Steve uh, who's been on the show before for setting us up with with that space to uh, to have a forums um, and and uh, we were having a conversation in one of the threads about Clone Wars not being on in Canada and uh, and some people are having to watch it through YouTube which is very very unfortunate because I am sure that's not the way that they intend for the show to be viewed um, I really wish that they would open up the streaming videos on StarWars.com to international viewers, but unfortunately, with I guess the laws being what they are, copyright and such, they really can't do that. So, uh, so we're kind of stuck with having to to wait for those of us uh, in Canada without the ability to to watch them online or any other way. Um, other than that. It's pretty slow news week. Uh, it's it's the new year, so it's going to be a little while probably before things get pumped back up. Like I was saying, uh, there's not really a lot to talk about. But uh, there is another holiday coming up soon, uh, next month in February, and that will be Valentine's Day. And what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than the Clone Wars way? Um, and you can do that by picking up some classic Star Wars Valentine cards, which they pretty much have every year, or to pick up some uh, Clone Wars Valentine's cards, which I will personally be picking up the Clone Wars ones to two people. Uh, I always like the Star Wars ones because they're they're very neutral. Uh, when I was a kid, Valentine's cards were like you know, won't you be my Valentine, and you know like they were all lovey dovey and that sort of thing. Uh, nowadays, they're 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 all pretty much all gender neutral. And, uh, and very, very platonic. It's just like, hey, you're a good friend, but not in that way. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, but the Star Wars ones are always really funny because it, it'll say stuff like, uh, oh, I can't think of any of them right now. That's terrible. I should I should I should have grabbed some of my older ones. But uh, but it'll always be really funny stuff like you know it'll be a picture of Chewbacca and something about Wookies and love. I don't know odd stuff, but they're always really good. I always really enjoy them. Um, so if if you're into uh, into the the funny Valentine's cards like I am, then you can pick up the uh, some of the Star Wars Valentine's ones. As well, they're, they're also doing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Valentine cards, the Indiana Jones ones. So, uh, if that's more your speed, then you're on the wrong podcast, and you should probably be listening to the IndieCast, 
which uh, which is over on on the force.net um, which is also a good podcast and uh, and you should check that out if you're an indie fan but if you are an indie fan I'm sure you're gonna get these these Valentine cards as well so like I said not a lot of news that's pretty much it um, and with that this is this is the first uh, part of the show that's being reordered and that's from the we're gonna go from the news into the collecting news now uh, so exciting um, there's a new toy coming out this fall course force trainer and it's uh, it's this really really interesting thing where it's got like a headset that you put on and you use your brain waves to control a ping pong ball sort of thing in like this tube and it'll go up and down depending on like where how you focus so this is uh, this is from another site via starwars.com and uh, and they say uh, the force trainer expected to be priced at 90 to $100 comes with a headset that uses brain waves to allow players to manipulate a sphere with a clear 10 inch tall training tower analogous to Yoda and Luke Skywalker's abilities in the Star Wars films. In the Force Trainer, a wireless headset reads your brain activity in a simplified version of EEG medical tests and the circuitry translates it to physical action. If you focus well enough, the training sphere, which looks like a ping pong ball, will rise in the tower. A state of deep concentration is needed to achieve a forceful effect. When you concentrate, it activates the training remote, says Frank Adler of Toymaker Uncle Milton Industries, which is creating the trainer. There's a flow of air that will move the ball. You can actually feel it like you're in a zone. Star Wars sound effects and audio clips emitted from the base unit cue you, uh, cue you in to progress to the next level from Padawan to Jedi, or when to move the sphere up or down to keep challenging yourself, Adler says. So that's really interesting. That's really, really cool technology. Uh, and, and they're saying this is the first time that technology like this has been made available to the public uh, on a consumer level, much less like to kids as a toy. So that's pretty cool that, that this is coming out as a Star Wars product before anything else. And it'll be neat to, to, to kind of try that out. I'm sure that, that it'll be a big deal when it comes out. It'll probably be a big thing for next Christmas. That would be my guess. Uh, and that's the collecting news. Other than that, you can you can find more and more pictures of the uh, the Wave Five figures popping up all over the place. Um, JediInsider.com has them as well as RebelScum.com. They had some pics as well. Uh, Jedi Insider had pics inside the packaging, and actually the uh, the one pic I don't know if I'd seen it before uh, the the rocket pack battle droid, the space battle droid comes with this really cool gun that's actually like it's it's got these blades on it like in the episode um shadow of malevolence where that they use to like pry open the 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 escape pods so that's really cool that it comes with that but it short shoots a missile instead of opening up or whatever like it's supposed to like the clamp thing but uh but still really really cool accessory so i don't know i don't have any battle droids yet so i think i might get those ones um, other than that, no other collecting news. And with that, we're going to move right into the recap. So, Dooku captured. In deep space, Obi-Wan Kenobi, equipped with a pressurized spacesuit, 
breaks on to Dooku's Separatist frigate. Once aboard, he sneaks past the battle droid guards and into the detention area. He enters one of the cells and Anakin drops from the ceiling, fortunately recognizing Obi-Wan before attacking. Obi-Wan hands Anakin his lightsaber and asks for a status report on Dooku. Anakin re reports that he's on board, but complains that it's always him getting captured in these scenarios. Obi-Wan Obi reminds him that when he's the master, he can make the plan. A door opens to reveal Dooku meditating. But before they can capture the Count, he escapes through a trap. Anakin pursues him through the trap door while Obi-Wan attempts to head him off. Meanwhile, Ahsoka and Rex arrive aboard the, the Resolute and have begun their attack, stopping the frigate from escaping. In the hangar, Obi-Wan arrives just as Dooku escapes aboard his solar sailor. Obi-Wan commandeers just as Anakin arrives and the two take off in pursuit of Dooku and, and his Vulture droid escort. With Anakin piloting, Obi-Wan manages to shoot down Dooku's sailor as the Count hurtles towards the planet below, the Vultures redirect their attention towards the Jedi. Obi-Wan shoots down one droid, but the second careens off the shuttle, sending the shuttle towards Vancor's surface. On the surface, Anakin makes yet another expert crash landing. Upon inspecting Dooku's sailor, the Jedi discover a Separatist homing beacon. Anakin disables it to slow down any reinforcements from arriving. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan discovers a nearby cave. Dooku is most likely hiding in there, and the two Jedi had better find him before the planet's local inhabitants do. Inside the cave, Obi-Wan and Anakin are greeted by Dooku in the form of a cave-in. Obi-Wan manages to dodge the rocks, but Anakin is buried underneath the rubble, separating the two Jedi. Dooku retrieves Anakin's lightsaber from the debris and leaves the cave, closing the entrance with another rock slide as he leaves. Back at the Solar Sailor, Dooku finds a band of pirates, led by their chief, Hondo Onaka. Not too good with the Weequay pronunciation yet. <laughs> Inside the cave, Anakin lifts the rubble with the Force, freeing himself, but Obi-Wan is nowhere to be seen. Thankfully, Obi-Wan is alive, but very dusty. He scolds Anakin for once again losing his lightsaber, but Anakin's lightsaber or Obi-Wan's lightsaber, sorry, is just as useless, having been damaged in the cave-in. Just then a Gundark drops from the cave ceiling and attacks the Jedi. Back at Dooku's ship, the Count and Hondo discuss the circumstances of Dooku's arrival on the planet. Hondo is suspicious of Dooku's identity, noticing that his solar sailor is a very expensive ship. The two negotiate Dooku's passage to the planet Florum. With that, Dooku and the pirates board their ship. Back in the Gundark Slayer, Anakin keeps the creature at bay, <clears throat> at bay while Obi-Wan tries to fix his lightsaber. But Anakin is having a little too much trouble with the Gundark, so Obi-Wan assists him in putting the creature down by hurling large boulders at, at it with the Force. At the planet Florum, the Weequay pirate saucer craft launches a small shuttle, which carries Chief Hondo and Count Dooku to the planet's surface. Arriving in the pirate settlement, Dooku becomes aware that his lightsabers have been taken by Hondo's pickpocket Kowakian monkey lizard, Pilf Muckmuck. Dooku is now their prisoner, and rather than ransom him off to the Separatists, Hondo bets the Republic is willing to pay much more to secure his new guest. 
Back on Bancor, Obi-Wan and Anakin continue to build a barricade between themselves and the Gundark. A collapse of rock opens a crack in the cave floor, venting noxious gas into the cave. The Jedi try to dig their way out, but soon succumb to the gas. They collapse, just as Ahsoka and the clones arrive to rescue them. Unfortunately, they're not the only arrival. Another Gundark has found them, but the creature is no match for the clones who collapse the entrance of the cave once more onto the Gundark. Far away on Coruscant, Chancellor Palpatine, along with Jedi Masters Yoda and Mace Windu, and Padme, listen to Hondo's demands. One million credits worth of spice delivered by an unarmed diplomatic ship in exchange for Count Dooku. But Palpatine is very wary of the pirates' claims. Padme suggests that they send a Jedi envoy to ascertain the validity of the chief's claim. Hondo agrees under the condition that they come unarmed. Windu suggests Anakin and Obi-Wan go as the Jedi are close by. The Twilight arrives at the pirate settlement on Florum. The Jedi are greeted by a pirate guard who inspects them for weapons. The Jedi are clean. Inside the settlement, the hall is a hive of activity. Hondo greets the Jedi and boasts the capture of Count Dooku, telling of the great battle to capture the, the Sith Lord. As the chief talks, Anakin notices the monkey lizard holding his lightsaber. He uses the force to retrieve it, but the guards aren't very pleased with his action. Obi-Wan insists that they just want to make sure that Dooku is really there as Anakin returns the lightsaber to Pilf. In the cell, Anakin and Obi-Wan confront Dooku, who is suspended in a containment field, much like the one used to hold Obi-Wan on Geonosis. The Jedi and Sith exchange threats, but ultimately, the Republic is in the position of authority here. Dooku warns the Jedi of their complacency. The pirates are more devious than they appear. On the way back to the ship, Anakin and Obi-Wan are met by one of the pirates who invites them back to the hall for a banquet. The Jedi report to, Council to Chancellor Palpatine on Dooku. The Chancellor informs them that Senator Karras and Representative Binks will deliver the ransom shortly. At the Weequay banquet, Chief Hondo insists that the Jedi have a drink. The pirate attempts to poison the Jedi, but they're a step ahead of Hondo telekinetically switching their drinks with those of the flanking Weequay. Anakin still doesn't understand the pi how the pirates could have captured Dooku, but Obi-Wan tells him to just accept when the universe hands them such a nice gift. And that is the episode Dooku Captured, which was a very good episode. I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, possibly just because of the inclusion of Obi-Wan. Actually, uh, not so much inclusion, but the focus on Obi-Wan. I mean, we've seen him as sort of a bit player in a whole bunch of episodes so far. But uh, but he hasn't really done all that much, other than other than in Destroy Malevolence. He played a pretty, pretty big part. But uh, yeah, he's not really been a huge player since the movie. So uh, it's good to see Obi-Wan back in form. And, and back uh, showing us how it's done and, and how to be a Jedi. And, and he's a good Jedi, too, because he, uh, he's always kind of calm and cool-headed. Anakin sort of just reacts to things, but, but Obi-Wan seems like he's always a step ahead of everybody else. Uh, just kind of checking it out, taking things as they come. He just sort of goes with the flow. He's, he's very zen about everything, uh, very stoic. And that's probably one of my favorite aspects of Obi-Wan as a character. 
freaking out. He's always the one saying, you know what, just calm down. Uh, it, it's it's kind of it's something that you see even in the original portrayal by Alec Guinness, where uh, Luke is freaking out that he's going to get caught going into the city, going into uh, most Eisley, and Obi-Wan just kind of keeps a cool head and just does the Jedi mind trick on, on the uh, on the stormtroopers and uh, and then again in the in the cantina with uh, Ponda Baba and and uh, and those guys he uh, he keeps a cool head even when he chops off Ponda Baba's arm so it's it's just cool to see that character uh, in action once again and it's it's cool to see the the relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin there's a lot of great moments uh, like when when Obi-Wan mentioned, uh, uh, sort of tells Anakin, you know, you, you can make the plan once you're a Jedi Master. And then Anakin's like, well, how am I ever going to be a Jedi Master if I'm always the one getting captured? Uh, it's not good for my reputation, you know? And that sort of thing. It was really cool to see that. And then <laughs> to have Anakin crash the ship, which, uh, which to that moment in Episode 3 when they, when they crashed uh, General Grievous's flagship into uh on into into the the flight tower on Coruscant and Obi-Wan goes another happy landing which uh which you can kind of see why he has that attitude because at that point I mean god Anakin's crashed so many ships it's not even funny uh I mean he crashed the Twilight in the movie he crashes this ship uh onto this planet he crashes that ship uh man Anakin's just He's, a, he's an expert at the crash landings. He kind of reminds me of uh, Launchpad McQuack from DuckTales, who, uh, who can fly. He's a great pilot, but, uh, but when it comes to landing, or like Indiana Jones, who knows how to fly but doesn't know how to land, uh, it's pretty funny to see such a great pilot. We hear about uh, Anakin being, being you know, s such, a, such a fantastic pilot, but, uh, but always crash landing the ships. I think it's pretty funny. Um, and then one of my favorite parts of this episode, so unexpected and so great, was seeing a Gundark. Um, now, I, I've seen what a Gundark looks like vaguely before. Uh, a little Gundark from the Star Wars miniatures game went back when I played that because the, the Gundark was like, it's one of the best figures because he had like six attacks and nobody else did because he had all those arms. So it was really cool to see a fully realized Gundark in action, uh, full scale fighting with Anakin and Obi Wan. So I really enjoyed that because because uh, I always like to see those things that we just get kind of mentioned. And I don't know, I really don't think that that Luke would have been strong enough to pull the ears off of one of those bad boys because because uh, yeah, that thing looked pretty fierce. So it's kind of funny to see to see things fleshed out like that to get to see the Gundarks in action. So really enjoyed that. And then probably my favorite scene in the whole thing, the most Star Wars scene in this entire episode is that of Dooku in the, the pirate's detention cell uh, being suspended, suspended by the containment field and just mirroring that moment on, on uh, Geonosis when Obi-Wan is captured. And 
you can just see it. You can just see Obi-Wan enjoying every second of it. And then the little quip that he makes as he's leaving the room. And uh, just just so great. So, so great. I love that scene. But, uh, but it brings up the point, and a lot of people have been complaining, how do a bunch of pirates like that capture Count Dooku? And, uh, and if you've watched the commentary on StarWars.com, you'll see that Dave Filoni talks about it and how uh, even though Count Dooku is this powerful Sith and he managed to defeat Obi-Wan and Anakin, um, he's not invincible. He can't stop every bullet, you know, or every laser bolt, uh, and and you know survive against twenty five or thirty pirates, you know, like like uh, Dave Filoni says he probably could have take down taken down like fifteen of them, but that leaves fifteen that are still firing on him, you know, and he, he eventually he's gonna he's gonna you know miss one of those blaster bolts and get get killed so you see in the episode him sort of weighing it he goes to use his his sith lightning but uh but hondo kind of reminds him you know like you're you're surrounded you're heavily outnumbered so just kind of give up and and dooku does he just kind of goes okay you've got me but uh but it makes me think that there's much much more going on here i don't know I don't know who's in charge of this situation because in the one instance I think that Dooku could have at some point evaded the pirates but then again you know like it seems like the pirates are in control it seems like the Jedi if you've read the webcomic for the Gungan general then you'll know that uh, that that they might not make it out of this scenario unharmed either so uh, so I mean I don't know. I guess we'll see. As being a two-part episode, we'll see how all of this plays out, and uh, and and exactly who was behind everything all along, and uh, and what the greater conspiracy is. So hopefully, we'll see that in the next episode. Um, yeah, my last point on this episode is on Pilf Muckmuck. I don't know that I necessarily like the name. It's not as good as Salacious B. Crumb, because Salacious just, that is one of the greatest names in Star Wars, Salacious Crumb. Uh, and one of my favorite characters. He's definitely like my in my top five characters from Return of the Jedi, the, you know, like that are introduced in Return of the Jedi, because, man, he's right up there with Wicket and, and you know, General Akbar and, uh, Neen Num. I enjoy Neen Num. I don't know why I enjoy Neen Num or Nine Num. I don't know how to say the name. But he's the he's the co-pilot, the Celestine co-pilot on the Millennium Falcon with Lando Calrissian. I just love the guy. Uh, he just seemed like a cool guy. He seemed like he'd be fun to hang out with. But Salacious Crumb, it's a that's a big legacy for Pilf to live up to. So, you know, he was he didn't quite have that the personality that that Salacious did, but still to have the Kowakian monkey lizard included just another nice nod to the star wars universe but uh but i don't know maybe not as expertly used as he was in return of the jedi i, I would have liked to have seen him do a little bit more 
have a little bit more character. It read the web comic. Definitely read the web comic for the Gung in general because it it features Pilf very heavily and gives him a little bit more of that character that you expect from a Kowakian monkey lizard. A little bit more mischievous. Um, and in the episode, it they don't really show it. It's not really that well implied, and I don't know. I don't know if it was just sort of lost in the script because it's in the episode description. But Pilf is the one who took the lightsabers from Dooku while they were on the ship, um, which we see Pilf sitting on Dooku's shoulder when when Dooku is talking to Hondo. So um, somewhere along the line, Pilf took those. I mean, he, Pilf. It's kind of a funny name because he's a pickpocket and pilf means, you know, like short for pilfer, like stealing. So, so I mean, like I see how, how they came up with the name. It's just, it's not quite as good as Salacious. Salacious is a good name. But, uh, but yeah, like they, they sort of, they missed an opportunity for a little bit more characterization on that, on that guy. But, but Hondo was a cool character. It's cool to see him drunk at the end, where he's kind of just like, "Oh, you Jedi," sort of thing, um, and he thinks that he's pulled one over on them, and and then Obi Wan and Anakin switch the drinks out, and <laughs> they're the pirates on either side of them pass out. I thought that was pretty funny. It was actually when I was watching it, they did it so quickly that I had to go back because I was kind of like, "Wait a second, when did they switch the drinks?" Because I saw it, I saw with his drink but I didn't see exactly what happened so I went back and I watched it in slow motion and you can see Anakin sort of lift the drink out of the pirate's hand with the force as he puts it, his own drink into the pirate's hand like in a split second so quick that obviously the pirate wouldn't notice but maybe too quick for the audience as well so I don't know other people might have been kind of like what just happened uh, like I was, because I had to go back and, and watch that again to see exactly what happened. But that is the episode Dooku captured. I enjoyed it a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed it a lot. And uh, and I can't wait for the conclusion with uh, this next week's episode, which I say next week's, but really it's airing right now as I talk. People have already seen it on the East Coast, so I guess this week's episode. Uh, the Gung in general, which... That is the perfect segue into uh, next week's episode description, which is for the Gung in general, and it goes a little something like this. While negotiating Count Dooku's ransom, Anakin and Obi-Wan are taken prisoner. The Jedi and Sith form an unlikely alliance in a bid to escape with Jar Jar Binks as their only hope. Ah, the return of Jar Jar Binks. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to watch this episode tonight. Um, I'm sure that some of you out there are, are probably a little miffed about it being, you know, Jar Jar haters because I know that there's a few of you out there. But uh, but I enjoyed Jar Jar's episode, Bombad General, or Bob, Bombad Jedi, and uh, and and now the Gung in general. I like it that they're putting uh, Jar Jar in these unlikely situations um, simply because he's a representative, <laughs> and it seems like Chancellor Palpatine is doing everything he can to put. Jar Jar in harm's way um, sending him along on these missions where he's not really needed but uh, but I'm sure that as always Jar Jar will surprise us in ways that we can't imagine and save the day uh, and I can't wait to see it I think it's going to be a great episode 
and uh, and I can't wait to see uh, what's going to happen with Obi Wan and Anakin, and and it sounds like they're going to team up with Dooku uh, in order to escape. Which I always really like those episodes of shows where where you know like Superman and Lex Luthor have to team up to fight Brainiac or you know uh, just stuff like that. Oh, I just love it. Um, so I can't wait to watch this episode because there's. I'm sure going to be some great, great dialogue. And uh, and that's airing at the moment, so I'll be watching that later tonight, hopefully, if I can if I can get, get a hold of that episode. Uh, from there, we're going to read some listener mail, go into the mailbag. First piece of mail comes from Matthew Pease from the UK, and he says, Hi, Mike. Greetings from the UK. I know you would have liked some hate mail, but I'm unable to as your show is awesome. I've just finished catching up with all of your previous shows at work, and I think they are all fantastic. I'm loving The Clone Wars and can't wait to get a hold of tonight's episode. I'm enjoying the interactions the Jedi have with the clones, and it's great to show, great that the showrunners give, give us these insights. My fave episode to date has been The Layer of Grievous, as I too am a fan of the Rasta General Kit Fisto. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about last week's episode, Dooku Captured, while well, now you're listening to it. I thought the episode is, was great. It had a solid story, and I love it when Anakin and Obi-Wan work together. The relationship is one of the best things about Star Wars. I totally agree. I love the two of them together. Also, on your recommendation... I had just gone out and picked up the latest issue of Knights of the Old Republic, and it's a new jumping-on point for, for new fans, so I thought, what the heck. The first issue hasn't disappointed, and I've added it to my pull list. And whilst I'm on, uh, on about the Old Republic, I, that probably sound better in a, in a British accent, uh, but, uh, but I'm not going to try it. Uh, whilst I'm on about the Old Republic, I can't wait to slay some Sith scum with you in the upcoming MMO from Bioware. Keep up the good work, Matthew. Well, thank you very much, Matthew, for, for your kind words. I'm glad that you enjoy the show. Um, listener, great to have listeners from all over the world. I mean, another one from the UK. We've got listeners in the UK, in, uh, in Australia, in the US, in Canada, just all over the place. Really, really cool. And, uh, and I also can't wait for uh, Star Wars The Old Republic f uh, to come out. I'm oh man! I'll probably buy a, a new computer and like soup up, soup up a computer just to play that game, so that I'm playing it at like the best graphics and everything. Cause uh, cause I know I'm gonna waste a lot of time. You guys are gonna be mad at me because I'll probably have a lot of late episodes when that uh, when that game comes out. You'll be like, hey, how come we're not getting new episodes? I'm like, cause I'm too busy playing some uh, some old Republic. But uh, but you know what? When it comes out. I'll set up like a guild or something like that and we can all go on and play together so you guys can uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just do podcasts from in uh, from in the old republic so like I'll, I'll just log on with my character and everybody meet in one place in like a guild hall or something like that because I'm sure they'll have something like that and, uh, and I can sort of do like a live a live podcast that way I think that'd be pretty cool uh, but that's obviously a ways off because uh, they just released the first video of it, of the game in action. They haven't really released 
any idea of when it's coming out. We don't even know. It's probably not even 2009. It's probably 2010. So that's a that's at least a year away, I would think. Um, possibly more, because games like this being so large, they can take forever to develop. So, uh, so we'll see. But uh, but I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the layer of Grievous, because I also enjoyed it, and I and I liked your uh, your description of Kit Fisto as the Rasta General. I think I uh, I think I might refer to him as that from now on, the Rasta Jedi General. Um, Kit Fisto um, and I'm glad there's a lot of positive response to that episode which is really great because I was worried that some people wouldn't like the, the voice of, of Kit Fisto but, uh, but obviously people do um, and, uh, and yeah thanks for, thanks for writing in Matthew and, uh, and I hope that you enjoy this episode listen to me talk about Dooku Captured and I hope you enjoy tonight's episode as well, uh, the Gungan General. Next piece of mail comes from Alex, and he says, Hey Michael, a couple of episodes ago you said that you wanted to see a clone commando in at least one of the episodes of the Clone Wars. I share that desire, so I checked the Wikipedia's episode list, and I don't think that there are any commandos episodes in Season 1. Do you know if any commandos are going to show up or appear in Season 2? That's from Alex in Olympia, Washington, which actually isn't that far from me. And uh, I don't know. I have no more information than, than the majority of you guys. Uh, no, no inside leads on any of this sort of stuff. So, I mean, I can only hope and pray. I'm sure we will. I mean, 100 episodes, at some point, we got to see a clone commando because... Lucasfilm and everybody knows how popular the commandos are because they are popular like there there's a whole sort of niche uh, fan base for the clone commandos simply because of Karen Travis I mean if they weren't aware of it I don't think that they would have had her write as many of, of the uh, legacy of the force uh, books as she did because I think that she wrote like three out of out of the the nine because there was three three authors and they each had three books so she was pretty integral in, in that last part of, of the Star Wars expanded universe um, so they know that we like the commandos um, the game was one of the best-selling Star Wars games other than Battlefront because those Battlefront games freaking can't be stopped um, and and you know other than that it the command, Clone Commandos game, Republic Commandos, is one of the best-selling games of that year for LucasArts, and one of the best-selling games on the PC for sure. Um, it didn't do that well on the Xbox, but it did super well on PC. Um, so I, they know, they know that people are into the Clone Commandos, so I'm sure they're going to show up in an episode sooner or later. And I think that we might even see them this season, because I'm just, uh, I've just got the the wikipedia page opened up to the the episode list and uh and some of these episode titles have been given up given out uh through other other sources so so i trust this pretty well and uh man i'd say if there's any episode in these episode names that's going to have clone commandos in it it's it's going to be hostage crisis I can see with that title 
uh, the commandos are perfect for it because that's what the clone commandos do. Like they're for the situations that the other clones can't deal with. The other clones are are intended for uh, you know like battlefield combat. The Republic commandos are specifically designated and trained for urban warfare and uh, and stealth missions. So maybe not stealth missions, but sort of a mission where a smaller force with more power is required. So that's why they send in, you know, the the squads of four to to take out specific targets because uh, that's that's kind of what they're they're cloned for. Um, so I I think that we could see them in that episode. Uh, Blue Shadow Virus, I don't know, because I have no idea what that's going to be about. Um, and then the last three episodes of the season are going to be, uh, there's a big three-parter uh, on Ryloth, which is the Twilight Home. I don't think that we'd see any there, but I could be wrong. Uh, Hidden Enemy, we might trespass, probably not, but possibly. No, because we'll see. If it's Anakin and Ahsoka, we'll see them along with Rex. Um, yeah, and then the next two episodes, other than you know, like after Gungan General, are uh, are going to be very Jedi centric. So actually, uh, episode thirteen of the series Jedi Crash, I'm looking at this here, and uh, and it was actually written by Katie Lucas, which uh, Katie Lucas is George Lucas's daughter, or one of his daughters. He has two daughters and one son. So that's that's pretty exciting that, that she's written an episode. I actually can't wait for that. So that's gonna be, uh, I guess next next week's episode. Um, but you guys will be hearing about that soon because I'll be putting out the next episode pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna see clone commandos. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm not gonna be negative. I'm gonna be positive. Positive thinking gets things done, people. So everybody, keep your fingers crossed and and positive thoughts that we're gonna see some. Republic Commandos in this season because as soon as we see Republic Commandos on the Clone Wars, you know the figures can't be far behind. So uh, that's the biggest reason I want to see them. I want to see them in action on the show, but more importantly, I want to get the figures because I love these Clone Wars figures and I almost got the three and three quarter Commandos from uh, last year. Was it the year before? It might have been the year before. But I didn't. Um, but if they do them in the Clone Wars style, I will be getting every one that they release. Because because uh, I just love these figures. Um, and with that, mail. Um, and that's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars. We got a lot more followers now. Uh, it's the best way to know when new episodes are up because you'll get that tweet uh, in, in your Twitter client or, or if you're the type of person who just goes to the website, you'll see that. Um, head over to Facebook and join our Facebook group. We're up to almost 60 members and I want 100 members in that Facebook group. And, uh, and definitely, definitely, definitely head over to the Geek Out Loud forums at at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums and register at those forums and head in forum 
for uh, Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, and get in on the discussions. Um, we had a really cool discussion about Ahsoka and and her fate thinks going to happen. Um, and I want to talk about these episodes as they air. I, w- I want to discuss these things with you guys. Uh, and I want you guys to give me feedback on the episodes that I'm doing. So, um, so head over there. And as always, you can email me at mcohen, that's M-C-O-H-E-N, at clonewarspodcast.com. And, uh, and you might get read on air. So, uh, so that's reason enough to write in for some people, I'm sure. And, uh, and others, maybe you just want to complain. Maybe you want to tell me what you like. Uh, you know, maybe you just want to send me your grocery shopping list. But, uh, but uh, in any case, just email me because I love hearing from you guys. And, uh, and I'll, I'll see you guys, actually, not even next week. It'll probably be in the next few days, hopefully by Wednesday. And we'll have an episode up for... Uh, this coming week's episode the the gungan general and with that uh bring the episode to a close thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time